This is a Bulldog Radio Podcast. From the Bulldog Radio Studio, it's the most valuable sports podcast. What's up, everybody? Brandon Worth joined, as always, by my co-host pal, Joe Nagy. What's up, Joe? Is that Dave Ramsey over here? Whoa, hey. You got the Dave I Ramsey intro? I am pretty good with money, but I wouldn't <laughs> say I'm that good. Okay, and also with us today, Travis Hicks is joining us. Travis, what's up, man? Oh, how's everybody? I hope everybody had a good weekend. Oh, well, it was had a fantastic a weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah, Is that Joe? right, Travis? We oh, had yeah. a blast. I saw you over the weekend. Yeah, I heard you guys were having a little hangout session without me. It's oh, cool. Yeah. It's cool. No it's hard good. feelings, I guess. I mean, invite I my, invite got lost in, in translation, my bad. Sure. <laughs> that's what. Nah, I'm just kidding. It's all love, but we got a lot to cover today. Fair State Sports Report, as all ways including some college football and a new debut of our new segment the mv3 or i should say new ish revitalized yeah, rejuvenated is the word you want because you're going to want to hear this because we got <laughs> some bold one. takes coming up today one. as well with wrapping up with a little bit of mlb but at first always special thanks to bulldog radio for making this possible if you are a student at fair state university come to our club and start your own podcast today guys we did it it's, it's a blast it's honestly easier than you think this is real talk. I'm not even going from the ad read. It's really that easy. It is, it's it's honestly one of the, like, it's a lot, it's one of the easiest things. Like, if you want to, like, get some started, it's, like, you can just literally just put record on and then just shoot the breeze for an hour and, and then stop recording and then load it up to Anchor or Spotify or whatever you want to do. Yeah. And, and it's also, so easy. And also shout out to Anchor for helping us make this whole podcast distributable virtually anywhere to all the 10 platforms that I don't know exist. And that you guys listen to on. Make sure you guys follow us on social media and let us know what podcast platform you prefer. Because there's some out there that are really good that, honestly, I just don't pay attention to. I think a lot of people love, like, Apple Podcasts and Spotify for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. Those, like, seem like the two most, like, I think they're the most ones. readily available. Yeah. yeah. They're so easy. Nobody's and most, a, like, known. Nobody's a Radio Public fan? I mean, <laughs> Google Podcasts? Come on now. It's Google. Everything's better with Google. I think mainly because, like, Apple is already, like, Apple, like, music and podcast is already in like pre-installed right. on an Apple product and like Spotify is usually already pre-installed on like Apple and Samsung products so I don't know Oh, yeah, yeah, that is very... We're still on. We got to get this that show on the road. <laughs> we got to get this show on the road. You're right, Joe. And we will get right into it. Starting on the ice with hockey, a, a little bit of a tough the weekend, I should say. Two games, and the Broncos got us both games. The World War first yeah. one on Friday. 4 nothing Saturday, followed up with a heartbreaker. An absolute heartbreaker. 4 Should've to 3. Won that one, dude. I dude, agree with that. Starting with the right. Friday game, I mean, guys, we just couldn't tr- contribute offensively. We just really seemed like we could not move the puck up and down. It was just a really tough night to get shots on net. And frankly, Western Michigan did a great job defensively. Yeah, they really just kind of shut our abilities down. And I thought we were going to maybe come out a little bit more hot, especially since the last two games against Miami. We usually were able to score in the first in the first period and kind of get a little bit of heat going, but I mean, Western Michigan, they've just proved that they are one of one very good, like, regional, like, powerhouse, especially, I mean, they're no, like, Michigan or, like, they're no Minnesota State or anything like that, but they still provide great competition. I think that's, they really kind of showed out, especially the resiliency that they've been able to have over the weekend, too, really show that they're they're going to have a pretty good season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
the Western's very tough. This is a team we sadly haven't beaten in four years since October of 2017. They have some of the best players in the nation. Um, like you said, regional, Joe, they're very good. But yeah, they have a lot of guys who are going to be in the NHL very soon. I just feel like Friday we came out pretty flat. Um, you know, I know it was 4 nothing, but these guys were just – they just came out ready to play Western. That was their, actually their first game of the season, home opener at home. So they had a lot more energy than we did. I yeah. just think, you know, we just didn't get a lot of, you know, shots obviously in the net, you know, going scoreless. But I do think this team is a lot better than the record says. I believe we are way better than the team from last year. We have a lot of experience, but also still a lot of new guys. So um, this hockey team is going to be very, very good. And Saturday was obviously a much closer game. I know we're going to dive into that uh, pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, really – like just seeing the turnaround on Saturday, I guess now we can move in over on that game. Also, I mean, give credit where credit is due. I believe it was um, Ethan Ethan Frank, number twenty six for the Broncos. I think he was their left wing. He had two of their goals, and he looked very good on the highlight reel that I was able to watch. So he definitely yeah, he is a fantastic really well. hockey player. So shout out to him because I believe mm-hmm. he was the lead. He was the lead on the three star performance list at the end of the game. And also we had a couple. We had a couple of costly infractions. I believe we had six penalties in that game, which actually was kind of ironic because we had the same number on Saturday in the in the doubleheader follow up uh, back here actually after traveling to the zoo and a little bit of a rough go around as we just mentioned the four up loss. I mean we really. Came back with a vengeance coming at home on Saturday. I mean, I believe we scored the first two in that game. Really set the tone early in the first period, and it it just kind of ran out of steam, I guess is really the only way to put it. Because, I mean, we frankly had this game, and it was a tough one to really swallow. Yeah, Daniels was saying, especially in the post-game press conference that we were at, Travis was like, he was like, we did not play very good. We didn't play great at all, like, that uh, Friday game, and then when they when they came back, I know he was saying how he really just wanted them to get back to where they're going, especially for the fans that were there. I was surprised to see how many uh, students were there were there because especially since the past couple of years there hasn't really been too the dog pounds kind of been lacking a little bit, but the the fans really were getting going. It was pretty electric yeah. to see, especially since they got the chance going as well. But you know, it was just that fourth that or that third period that just was was a nail in the coffin. I mean, we had the lead, we had it going. We just needed to hold them for four minutes. Man. We just needed, I don't know, because it was just such a such a hard one to watch, especially because when they tied that up, you could tell, like, they're going to score a fourth one because our, our team was just a little bit depleted there. And our, I mean, Logan Stein just can only do so much. I think he was, he was scoreless first period. I think he only let in, like, one on, I think it was, like, 16 or 17 shots on the second period. He was absolutely electric. Had so many good saves, so many desperation saves that really kept him in it. But once you just get to that third period, it's just our guys were getting tired. Our guys were getting a little bit lax today. It's called a couple mental mistakes that left wide-open shots and opportunities. And, you know, that's really why Western Michigan was able to take it for that, take it for the second try. Oh, yeah, Joe. And we watched it um in the press box. It was just a crazy game. It was a lot of fans. It was electric, but... We came off a lot of energy. It was just something we have to, and Daniels didn't even send the post game talking to him. You just got to close those games. You got to close the deal. When you're up 3-2 to two with about four minutes left, you can't let them get two goals like that. And Western, I mean, shout out to them. They played an amazing game. That's a game we should have won by us, obviously. But, no, we were we came out ready to play, and you made a great point about Logan Stein. He had a lot of amazing saves. Some saves, I don't even know how he did. 
it was like he like did it with his eyes closed like with his left hand or something mm-hmm. it was like a lot of magic tricks you know he had but he was electric it was very fun to um see and even like during halftime remember we were getting uh, the post game set up and we were going by the guys they were all just like the energy was there and i just felt like the last few minutes was kind of flat but um i definitely think like i said they're better than what their record is of one and three we're going to win a lot more games that's a game we should have won but obviously it's the lesson moving forward and one thing i love about daniels uh he knows the team chemistry is not only getting better but they're more, a lot more serious than last year i think last year they came into a lot of games saying like oh well, we're not better but we at least want to make it look competitive for the bulldog fans supporting so they're really fighting every night and the good thing about like especially this season so far that we've seen is the fans are starting to come back a lot more mm-hmm. they've seen that this is a new look team we we split with miami a lot of people i know that when i was talking to them if they were going to go to the game they were saying i just don't think that we're going to be able to win i think it's going to be a repeat of last season but we were able to get a W on Miami. We should have been able to split this weekend. And I think a lot of people are understanding that this team's here for here for a reason. They're here to, you know, make some change and kind of disrupt uh, the culture that's been Fair State hockey for the past couple of years. And I'm very excited to see how the student body and the community of Big Rapids kind of rallies behind these guys as, you know, we play like the teams like St. Thomas Aquinas, or not St. Thomas Aquinas, just St. Thomas, that are going to be great teams that are going to be able to help us get back on track. And I mean, we play Minnesota State pretty early. Michigan State's going to be a pretty electric game to go to. I know a lot of people are going to go to that one. So it's just going to be all about getting, getting the getting the community affairs just rallied behind these guys. And I think once we do that, we can really help uh, get these guys back on track and get some W's in the column. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing, like, right now, like, this early schedule, there's no pushovers. Like, Miami of Ohio is a pretty good regional team. Western's obviously a pretty good regional team. And then you obviously just mentioned, like, two of the tougher teams that we're going to play all year, Division One. Michigan State, and when we're also going to have the number two or number one, debatably. Yeah. You know, as how as the season goes on, the we'll rankings see. go this way. Yeah, exactly. With Minnesota State, um, who is number one going into the weekend after I believe they split with St. Cloud, I believe. Yeah, uh, St. Michigan, Cloud State. Michigan got the sweep yeah. on LSSU. Yep, so there could definitely be a shakeup there. But I mean, they're going to be in the top five all year, probably more like top three. But anyway, I think this team, this team, like, you can just tell is different. I mean, right now, like, I'm not trying to be like, yeah, we're I'm going to hype everyone or we're going to try to hype everyone up to come to the games. I'm like, no, this is straight serious. Like, when we've watched the games, this team is more experienced and a lot better bringing energy than we mentioned last year. I know, yeah. like, Joe, you just mentioned and Travis, you just mentioned it as well. Like, there, mm-hmm. there was times last year where it was just like, we were just down and we were out. It was really like some of them came in bunches. It was really hard to take. But this team really, like, after that to rival back from Kalamazoo, losing 4 nothing, that was tough. In an away environment, nothing's going your way. We come back home and score two straight in the first period, get a 2 nothing lead. That's an answer. That's the comeback punch that we were waiting for last year. And we just really never really found. And the fact of the second period, like, they outscored us one nothing, but I mean, you guys are right. Like Logan Stein, regardless, take the take the number of goals that opposing teams have scored. He's been fantastic. Like literally, he was in one of the three star performance nominees from this game, and he allowed four goals. That's how good he was. He made some big saves and has been a big time playmaker in front of the post right now. And just the fact of they ended up tying it up halfway through the third period. And, and then we responded right back. Ethan Stewart scored, and he's been also a really good player, and he's going to be a name to watch because he's really a leader on this team that can attack. And just really, I mean, I don't want to say like we were too soft in the third period, but it didn't seem like there was like 
maybe we're playing too defensive, if that makes sense. And I mean, I, th- I think that's kind of where it went because I, I feel like we were there, but it just seemed like everything just wasn't lining up in the th- like in the third period, especially late. I mean, obviously you've been on the ice now for fifty minutes. It's tough to keep going and going and going, but. I think it was just also, little, Brandon, like not to kill you, I think it was just like conservative. Like you made a re- really yeah. good point about the third period. From seeing it, the guys just thought they already had it in the bag and they're there was no way. They were, they were very getting complacent and just like kind of standstill because they felt like Western couldn't come back. And I think it was also so big of a shock because not only have we lost to Western a lot, a lot of the games haven't been competitive. There was a game two years ago where they had eight goals in one period. Western won that game eight to one. So like now seeing like, oh, we can actually not only play with this team but beat them, I think that was like a huge shock, but in a good way. I just think they just gotta learn to definitely um close out the deal. But Logan Stein, I mean he you know Logan Stein's been amazing. Very, very good. Yeah, he's I mean, he's only a sophomore so far this year. He's definitely gonna be a, a force to be reckoned with when in the next couple of years. And I think the one thing, too, that we just got to look at is, like, there's still a lot of things that we can improve on. I mean, our, our penalty kill has gotten better, but there's times, I mean, when we played Miami, we were only, I think, the first game, like, one for three or one for four or something like that on the penalty kill. We were able to pick it up, but I think that's one thing, too, that we got to start, like, really working on. Not getting those kind of cheap penalties. There were times where we had the, uh, I mean, uh, second game uh, when Western came to town, I think it was... We had one late with a with a targeting or some or illegal contact to the head, and then we had a high or a high stick or hooking. I can't remember what it was, um, but it's just kind of like simple mistakes that like we can really fix on, and that's that's one thing that we can really work on, especially coming to St. Thomas this Saturday or this Friday and Saturday, which is going to be good, especially since they're one of the newest teams to the CCHA, one of the newest teams to D1 hockey. They were D2 last year. So it's definitely going to be a change, and I think that's one thing that we can really capitalize as we go into this weekend. It's a gettable game. It's they, a very gettable both game. Gettable it's a gettable games. sweep. It's a gettable sweep. Exactly. This is going to be a great bounce-back opportunity, yeah. and the schedule works itself out, right, fellas? It works <laughs> yeah. itself out. It's going to be fun. I'm going to check that out. They're going to be at St. Thomas, right, Joe? Yep, at St. Thomas yeah, in Minnesota. Yeah, on Friday, Saturday. So check it out online. You can actually – I think you can um, – buy from CCHA to actually watch the games. I think you might need a it's subscription. Flow, flow Hockey. You gotta get it. Flow Hockey TV? You can get it for free too because I know free? a lot of people for just saying the Bulldog Sports Network. Oh, I want the plug. A lot of people just type in literally Fair State Athletics or Fair State Football. You're able to watch the game like Rob Billy and Sandy on Sunday 97.3 from a Safari or Google whatever mm-hmm. app you use. I have no or idea. You can use the, the favorite method on this show Follow Joe's live tweets, and you can get them. That from is there. true. I'm, so, I'm the I'm in charge of live tweets. I'm so the, hey, I'm you the can Ferris follow Twitter Joe's account. tweets online. There you go. Up with That's at FerrisHockey. I believe it's fer- at FerrisHockey is the. It's just FerrisHockey. They're verified. I know that because yeah, we're they're verified. Program. We are we are verified. And I'm in charge of it. Exactly. No pressure, <laughs> Joe. No pressure at all. Um, anyway, going into soccer, um, going from the ice to the pitch. Now, this one was a little bit. I think this one was a little tougher. Because I think this game going in, like, you knew it was going to be a dogfight, but you knew it was going to be still a winnable game. Like, we ended up with this nil-nil draw. Um, I mean, it's just been really, like, tough for, like, the last couple games for us. I mean, I don't want to say, like, I mean, we're not in a slump. No no way whatsoever. But the offense has been slightly stagnant, I think, is kind of the word. I don't know if it's necessarily, like, I wasn't fortunate enough to get to this game on Sunday. I just feel like it was really a tale of like going over kind of what I heard and hear from from others that were at the game was it just seemed like there were times where just kind of it just seemed like it was really like deadlock like that was the only word that came to mind it just felt like it was a game where there was really like 
not a whole like there was a lot of action in the field not a lot of stoppages and just really like not a lot of huge opportunities it was very aggressive in the fact that there was a lot of fouls Mm -hmm. near the end it was getting very sloppy super chippy i mean both teams were going out of each other going at the refs uh yeah it didn't say the refs were not coaches kind of letting them have it and it was rightfully so The, the refs were not doing a great job but they ended up giving the team or the team card to the ref so that was a tough one but it was just more we played super like timid in the first half like we did yeah. not get very I mean we controlled the game but we just didn't get very many opportunities I, that's what's been the last couple games I mean against Michigan Tech we should have been able to really let them have it but it just our 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 forwards seemed to like I don't know just they were not as, I don't know, they just didn't seem as fast as you because, like, Saginaw was able to keep up with us, Michigan Tech was able to keep up with us, and that's kind of the one thing that is that I've seen the difference of is, like, now that we don't have that speed that's able to burst past and get those opportunities, when we send it up the line or try to get a long ball, usually it doesn't amount to much because we can't really beat out their defenders as much anymore. I think that's, like, the one thing that I've noticed especially, but... I mean, we got Northern Michigan this Friday, so hopefully we'll be able to kind of turn around. One thing I noticed from both games, from watching both start to finish, was when we played Michigan Tech, obviously we won the game 2-1, to one, but it was just mainly defense both games. I think the focus from talking to Henson both games, it's been so much focus on defense that offense has been a little bit stagnant because both, I mean, both teams are very good. Shout out to Michigan Tech and Saginaw. They both, you know, give us dogfights, and Henson even said after the Saturday game, he's happy they don't have to see Saginaw again until Lisa the postseason. Mm-hmm. He's not more in the um, regular season. So I think it was just a lot of key um, plays. But also, I think our soccer team's in a very, very good spot. You know, Peyton Price is out for the season, but we're still 8-1-2. and two, And we're still undefeated in conference play, technically. And we still haven't lost a game since the first game of the season against Finley. So there still is a lot of positive takeaway. But I do think um, offensively we need to get uh, better. And also just a few games you got to close the deal. You know, Saginaw, we had some few uh, key hits that should have hopefully – well, should have went into the goal net. Then obviously, even in the GV game, a game that we're up to nothing, that's a game you got to close. But soccer is very good this year. I think we have a very realistic chance to win the GLIAC. But defense, we're amazing. We've allowed two goals at home this entire season so far. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm glad that you brought up the Grand Valley game because I think that's what's like the turning point, I think. Because like, when we were up 2-0, I could even tell just watching the live stream, though. They, we were up and stuff. And like we just had the energy, but then once like we came back, or once they came back and were able to tie the game, and the game was all over, and they came, uh, you know, back to Ferris, and they were playing Michigan Tech and Saginaw, you could tell just the energy, just going into the game was a little bit different. If you know what I mean, like we just weren't. It just didn't feel as up. It just didn't feel as like, I don't, I don't know, like just ready to play. If you get what I mean, like yeah. I, we just seemed a little bit more stagnant. We're not as aggressive on offense. Any, I mean, we don't have as many shots. We don't have near as many shots as we did at the first half of the year mm-hmm. where we get like 20 to 30 shots and, and, you know, 10 or, you know, try to get double digits on goal and make their goalie really work for it. I mean, we did have, I think it was like nine corner kicks or something. We did put the pressure on Saginaw over the weekend, but it's just one thing that I've noticed so far too, is just, we haven't, our offense has just kind of really remained stagnant since that Grand Valley game. And I think, I think just the tie and giving up the lead so late was is probably the main thing. Yeah, which I mean, Saginaw Valley is not not a pushover team whatsoever. They're no. six one and they're six one and two now on the year after that tie with us, and I believe I think they're in the top. They're they're definitely in the top half of the GLIAC if I remember correctly. I believe yeah. they're in the top four right now. So they're three. like. They're three, they're three. Right okay, us. that's what I thought. Yeah, Valley so, Fairs, Saginaw. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So like they're not 
they're not a pushover team at all. Like they put it to us early. I think they had the shot advantage early on. I think it was like six to one, and then we ended up kind of finding our offense back. The one thing I would love to see us overall is I think I think definitely something that Coach Henson would like to see more as well is like better set or better success on set pieces because I think those are a huge part of the game because when you have an opportunity to set up something that you can practice over and over and over and over and practice because I mean like. There's a lot of opportunities where you're gonna get open oppor- like you're gonna get open chances, especially on counterattacks, and you're gonna get wing pushes, and you're gonna be able to get crosses in. Like there's all those opportunities, but like when you have an opportunity for corner kicks, especially we had eight in this game, and I believe we scored on one. Or we, obviously we didn't score on one of them, but I don't remember the last time we've scored on one this season. Like those are prime time opportunities for you to be able to use your creativity in your playbook and be able to get. Pos- players in the right position to make plays i mean we have so much great offensive scores with zamborini and i can like name on and on of Bree, all Bree rogers has a score rogers record. absolutely you can like even like a lot of the younger Pia, a lot of Pia the, and all them too. Thing, yeah, yeah like we could keep going on and on with all these offensive players that we have that we can have in the box that have been can make plays and i'm not necessarily saying like we need to get in physical and try to head one in but be creative off of set pieces and being able to get are high talented scores in the opportunities because I feel like a lot of the times too, um, the opponents are starting to take more possession. They're starting to try to slow us down a little bit. They're taking more emphasis and controlling the ball, and I mean that's for good reason. I mean, how do you slow down an offense that's red hot? You know, you extinguish it by keeping <laughs> the ball. That's what you do. So like I think we're starting to see a little bit of that. How we adjust moving forward is going to be interesting because. I mean, there's not a whole lot of time before the postseason, really. I mean, we're getting yeah, we got only a couple couple weeks, and it's yeah, gonna then, it's, then it's not gonna be an easy schedule mo- either. I, I think it's like exact, almost nearly a month. I think it's right the ni- yeah. or it's like the ninth of the close seventh, to uh, uh, playoff starts ninth. November 9th. Yeah, that's that's conference time. I guess less yeah. than a month now. And we so. got pretty. We got. I mean. Michigan Tech we, coming up we in Northern a week. Michigan Friday. Northern, yeah, Northern Michigan Friday, and they're up near the top of Gliac. Michigan Tech's right in the middle, and then we got Grand Valley State at the end, which is going to be a tough one. Yeah, so I mean, we host them, but it's still going to be a tough one. I definitely think those are still all winnable games, but they're going to be competitive. These are all going to be like one-score type games, but uh, defensively, this is one of the best soccer teams I've seen us have, you know, since I've, I've been here. So, but I, I think we'll be. We'll be right there in every game. You know, we're still, you know, eight wins, only one loss. Obviously, two ties. Also, another thing I want to say is I wish soccer didn't have that rule where there's a tie in a regular season. Thank game. I wish, you. I wish like, they went to – I just wish they figured – I mean, because that's the yeah. thing. It's going to be the difference of, like, one, national rankings. Yeah. And like, two, like, league rankings. Like, it – Cause I just don't get why they just do that playoffs only. Because you've already played 110 minutes of soccer. Why? What's, a, like, what's a 20 minute? What's another 20 minutes? Or not even 20 minutes. It's like 10 minutes for a shootout gonna do. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna I, be nothing. I think a shootout should definitely be. Because when I was interviewing Henson at the end of that game, it just felt weird, like talking. Because it's like you know, it's a tie. It's like you didn't win or you didn't lose. It's like is there a moral victory? Yeah. So it was just like you know, that was a that, new experience. But. I don't know. It's yeah. like and I, we do well in the shootout. I mean, we got Bray Rogers who's. Almost automatic. We got P. We got all these girls that are automatic when it comes to uh, like whatever is twelve yep. yards out. Oh yeah. I don't know. It just seems like we should be able to. That's one thing I wish they would change. Why play one hundred and ten minutes? Play, yeah, just for and finish the way you started. Yeah, it makes no I sense. It's dumb. Agree. It's dumb. Every Change game, Orleans, every game should have a winner and a loser. That's Change. what I'm like there's, you know, there's no tie. You know, no, <laughs> Come on, man. Ties, ties are useless. Ties are useless. Ties are dumb. Boo. It's just like it's just like when they had ties in the NFL. What was it? Who put who did uh, the Vikings tie? 
Yeah, that one time in the regular season. That was so season. dumb. Yeah, it was just that like, dude, so, like... It's like, you've already played four and a half hours. I like Might Pat well. McAfee's proposal. They go into, like, a kickoff with their kickers. Now Ooh, you've yes. got some emphasis on how the kicking game goes. Yeah, that is but, true, because Mason Crosby... Uh, shout out to Mason Crosby <laughs> and the Bengals yeah, kicker. You're just yourself, say. Mason, but... Yeah. That was tough. That we, was don't, tough we don't need one. to talk about Greg Joseph, either. Anyway, <laughs> move, we'll talk We'll talk about that on Wednesday for NFL. Uh, moving on over into volleyball. Two sweeps. Two sweeps. Not one. Keep, Keep it sweeps. going. Keep, Keep it going. going. Baby, we're on a hot streak right now, beating Saginaw Valley State 3-zip, and then following up the next day... Literally not even 24 hours after a win. Come back with another one. Beating Wayne State both on the road. Keona Salesman uh, was dominant. She got Gleak South Division Player of the Week for good reason. Congratulations, Keona. Uh, I believe she had 14 kills in the Saginaw game. Yeah, she was going crazy. 14. She was on fire. In fuego. Yeah, South Player of the Week. Yeah, yeah. She, I believe she led the team with a 14-point player rating, yeah. um, followed by Katie O'Connell and then Olivia Hino-Dulape. Um, with seven, so I think I mean this team really is on. They're just on a roll. I mean, there's really no other analysis you can put with this team right now. They're red hot. They're taking care of the ball. They're making. They're doing a great job of setting up great plays. Mm. And I mean, the one thing that's really like the fire and the energy. It's just nonstop. I mean, we have come out with some of the best first sets of volleyball like we've seen in a while from this team. Not mm-hmm. a lot of errors. We have almost a 600, or, um, I should say .600 technically if you're talking in. I, I'm not a statistician, but I mean with the 60% <laughs> obviously hit percentage, that's absurd. Like I'm not a huge volleyball nerd, but I know like I know I know the numbers I think over 30 is kind of considered in that good to elite range. Double that. That's what we had. Double it's almost Jeez. 60% hits percentage. 16 kills on 27 attempts. That's fire. That's yeah. crazy, man. Imagine that you're on the other opposing net, and you know one out of these two kills is going to come on our side untouched. That's hard to do, and they're not going to even miss. That's really hard to do. Red and that's, hot, that's how hot they are right now. It's really impossible to put into words how good this team's been right now. Have they, they played start- clean, yeah, played been, well, and been, have attacked all the way. Have they started the Midwest crossover yet? No, I think that starts that's actually this, this week. This week. They've been, like, insane. I still don't know how that works. Like how think the, it's in Indiana. So, is it e- so it's three conferences, Yeah. right? And do Something we like that. Yeah, pl- I'm not we quite sure like, that... We play our background. conference first or something? Is that how it goes? I'm not for sure. I think I it's like figure, a I don't know how this works because yeah. I've I've tried to understand yeah. it. I've looked it up. It and sounds I don't like understand a really unique tournament, like something that you would want to like, like know. It's a crossover from like other division two like conferences, like uh, some of the main ones because Gleak is obviously one of the best ones in the uh, country for D two. There's probably others, but to go back to the recap of the weekend, there the 16 straight sets that they have won. You know, insanity to say what they're doing is is an understatement. You know, they're 11 and four right now. They've won five straight. Also, want to note those were their first two home wins. I mean, first two away wins uh, this past weekend because uh, they had, they're seven and one at home. And now, you know, but it's just like amazing, like what they've been doing. Nina, you know, Brooke, obviously Salesman, who was a, a player of the week, and Katie O'Connell has been like kind of like the leader. They've all been amazing. To the ability to keep sweeping these sets. And I know one thing I love about interviewing Coach T, they don't focus on streaks or nothing. They're just no. basically every single day Locked they're taking in. it day by day. And she's like, we just want to come out there and just give it our best. And obviously the ultimate goal is to win. So I think definitely seven out of eight GLIAC championships, I believe this year can happen. They're very, very good. And they, I mean, everything about them, the chemistry is getting 
being there, and she has a lot of new talent. She lost a lot of uh, people in the previous two years, so what uh, Tia's doing with this team has been phenomenal. I think she's an early candidate for Gliak, coach of um, the year, and possibly D2 coach of the year as well. She's done a fantastic job with the group. Yeah, this program's been fantastic, and I mean, we, we talk a lot about a lot of the, these players, like, week after week, I mean, because, I mean, I mean, the papers wrap up the stat chart, and the first thing you look at in volleyball, kills, obviously, <laughs> for good reason. It's like football you look at the quarterback how did he pass how do you run kind of thing and like there's still other great players that have been making huge strides to help this team succeed like kaylee matt's been an assist machine with she had 35 i believe it was at wayne state 35 that's a ton that's crazy and then you got other um like you have other contributors that really like aren't necessarily the huge ones you see in the stat sheet but you know are really involved with the chemistry of this group i know we mentioned nina samantha herman that we've had on the show as well brooke norder that you mentioned travis like those are all key players as well they're key contributors and really like this team is a well-oiled machine you just got to keep sure, or sorry, keep sure. What? Grammar error? Ah, scary. <laughs> Microsoft error. Um, but you have those ability. I can't talk right now. It's pretty <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> anyway, no worries. No worries. It's like a well-oiled a machine. One. You keep the oil running. You keep the fire hot. Train keeps moving. That's how it's going. And really, that's all we're seeing right now. And it's good to see. Finally, I got to spit it out. Go ahead, I think Joe. I figured out how this works. Okay, spill all right, it. So Let's hear it. All the teams will be playing at least one game Friday. One game Friday. I think two. And oh, so two. how one or two games. One possibly to guarantee two. at least one. So they don't play their conference team, don't their conference, conference team, team in the first rounds. Okay. I th- I'm guessing. You can't play conference team because, first rounds. Okay. You know, that would kind of hurt your your conference standings, you know, until I sure. think and then Saturday oh, is so it's when like a conference competition. Yeah, it's like who's the best conference oh, type of thing. That's cool. Like Ferris I like plays that. Ferris okay, plays Lindenwood sense. first Friday at eleven a.m. and okay. then we play Finley next at six p.m. Both so non-conference. Like each, yeah, so like non-conference. So then you go to Saturday, and then they have like all like the games and like so results and all that junk and stuff like that. And so whoever like wins the most, and they'll kind of just like do the seating or whatever. I'm pretty sure it's a double elimination. It's got to be a double elimination. That's cool. Yeah. But I like yeah, that. It's going to be a pretty pretty huge tournament. The website that brings in five hundred thousand to one million dollars in local revenue to the or in revenue to the local economy. So uh, D two, look at look good, at for, good, for good for him in Indiana. Good for him. Hey, make yes. it yours. But yeah, and then <laughs> Sunday is like the championship day, and so yeah. I think that's what it is. I think you might play. It's like a tournament, someone from your basically. conference like Sunday, mm-hmm. okay. but depending on how far you depending go. on how far you go, but so yeah, it's, it's like a, a it's a huge it's like a mid season tournament. Yeah, okay. it's like a Big Ten ACC challenge, but it's more than two conferences. Yeah, I that's neat. Yeah. I like I that. Cool. That's really cool. There's that's really thirty eight teams yeah. in total competing wow. at this tournament. That's really cool. I got my money on Ferris. Yeah, Ferris is going to be number one, obviously, but I got my money on the girls. It's going to be weird though because you have a college bookie. It's gonna be weird though, because huh? like I said, we play <laughs> we play Finley on s- Friday. <laughs> Travis, give me this got sketchy. No, I'm just kidding. We play Boy, Finley on Friday, <laughs> but then right after the Midwest Region crossover, we play. Oh wait, never mind. I just totally fl- flubbed that up. We play Finley. I think we play Finley twice. Maybe I don't we know. Do, There's I something think, weird like with the scheduling. I think we play Finley a Friday like in a week or two. That could sound right. Yeah, or something like that. I don't know what it is. Yeah, disregard. 
Disregard. Disregard. Disregard. Move on. Anyway, Move on. Uh, going over into the last couple sports here before we transition to our news segment. Hey, yo, suspense. Revitalized segment. Yeah. Cross country mm-hmm. was in action over at Lewis University, which is just outside of Chicago near Romeoville. Um, pretty solid performances. Uh, I know firsthand it wasn't necessarily the greatest race we wanted on the men's side. Women's side kind of said the same thing. Um, but definitely got to see... One thing was huge. We got to see some key, like, young runners step up and, like, key contributors outside of what you'd say the normal scores are. I mean, obviously, there's some people that are sick or coming off of uh, injury or illness. Um, and there was a lot to be, like, there's a lot to be desired as far as um, them coming back. Who's going to step up and score points for us? And we saw a lot of the names that we wanted to see up up or up in those leaderboards. So it was really good to see Sidney Kubiak, Melina Strauss, Clay, Callie Delaney, Hannah Lauks, and Diana Candela were the top five for the girls. Donis Harris, Noah Griffith, um, Nathan Alford, Casey Bowman, and Brennan Kearney were in the top five of that race. Uh, so great job to them. I know next week or this upcoming week we'll have some at Jayhawk in Muskegon before Gleax Conference Championships will be over in Saginaw on October 23rd. It's going to be a quick race. We know we've heard a lot of reports about the course being very fast. Um, there's some question of footing as far as true speedy courses like Louisville, but definitely still going to be flat and fast as Saginaw race maturity cornfields. Which is expected. You're gonna, so. uh, <laughs> you're gonna heed to my uh, instructions, Brandon, or my encouragement, or my tips, or whatever. What is this? Sure. What, is it, what am I missing? You gotta start fast. Okay. You gotta stay fast. And you okay. gotta finish fast. Oh, that's a great. Doesn't matter right what there. your body says. Doesn't what your mind says. Just go on autopilot. Can, like can, can I write that on my Can I write that on my shoe? Nope. Can you like give it to us in an email or write a you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would like that email <laughs> to me the day before the email. Run fast, stay fast, finish fast. That's all you gotta do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's gonna be fun. I think I'm we got, we still got some guys that are coming off of. I mean, <laughs> me, one of them, obviously, uh, coming off the limb with a little bit of injuries and illness and gonna stop uh, a couple you. slump mental blocks. So ain't gonna stop you. No, we're gonna we'll be okay. And I know we got a lot of guys that are anxious to step up, and that makes me that makes me even more happy is like seeing these guys step up and be able to push. Like, hey, like we're we're ready to we're ready to contribute to this team too. It just adds fuel to the fire and makes our team better. So it's really good to see, and I'm really happy for the guys that ran really well and took advantage of that great race. And I know, like, I know they helped me out a lot because I had one of the worst races in my career for sure, and they definitely helped contribute for us and helped kind of pick up the slack load. So it's going to be good. It's good to see. It's good to have teammates have your back. It really does. Yeah, it's great. Like, I really hope that they can hear that because I know, like, I've been held a little bit not – talkative over the, <laughs> over 24 hours which is which is definitely not one of the proudest things for me i was just having a really bad day and now i got over it and it's fine and we're gonna move on because oh, yeah, hey, everybody's got a bad race hey, so yeah, i appreciate matter. everybody on the team for the support hey, good play, really bad play next play brandon yeah, yeah. Play, as, bad, as, play next play. As a water bottle full. My coach used to tell me that. That's a good one. I wish it was fully related to cross country, but that is still very good. Oh, yeah. I mean, we don't have <laughs> Hey, plays. good race, bad race, next race. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. You know, Can you go. write that on my shoe? Here Actually, no, I'd like, I'd like it emailed to me the day hey, before the email, race, please. Hey, <laughs> hey, print it out. Hey, what about print it out for the email. <laughs> hey, what about mine? If me, I'll just say well, yeah, good race, good bad too. race, Thanks. next race. Travis... Hicks and then so Naggy, <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, so, Michael Scott. Yeah, so Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott type deal. You don't take. All right, no, I'm just you miss 100. Don't take Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. That's a great quote. Somebody used that in my um in your high school. High school year. Like, somebody did. One of the most popular quotes that year. Wow, love it to see it. Put yeah. that on my Twitter bio. 
Regardless, I think we should go to the most anticipated event of the year. What would that be, Joe? I think you know what I'm talking about. Wait, 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 wait. What's going on? Hold on. I know you're getting anxious. But we have to talk about tennis really quick first. Tennis. I totally forgot about tennis. Congratulations, Sam Stevenson, Morgan Wallen. Going to be competing at large at the 2021 Intercollegiate Tennis Association Cup coming up this week in Georgia. Congrats to them. They're going to do great. We know a few your goats, Bulldog a few faithful goats. is going to be on your back. And trust me, the fans have your back. Your teammates have your back. Your coach has your back. Your Everybody's have your back. got your back. There's nothing to lose, right? Nothing. Nothing. No. Go out and have fun. Show the, what the Bulldogs are about, right? Show, show, us, show everybody what we got to show, show us what the is all about. Of winning. Exactly. So <laughs> all right. Floor is open. Go ahead. Anchor bone. Anchor bone, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Love anchor bone. Ready to go. Oh, yeah. Saturday. Let's seven go. Oh my gosh. Water Stadium. It's You're going. Beat. You're going. Yes, sir. Everyone's I'm going. going. Everybody's Who's going. going. I thought? cannot wait. Who would have thought? Not me. No, I'm just kidding. I would. <laughs> I would have definitely thought everybody's going today or Dude. Saturday. Hey, it's look at us. Electric. I there's going to be a heavy Ferris presence at that game. Oh, oh yeah, yes. a heavy oh, yes. Ferris. Fill the stands, especially with it only being like an hour away. I've oh, yeah. our fans travel good. Our it's it's gonna be a crazy student section, for, at least for us. I know at least like 30, 30 people for me that I know are going. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but that's gonna be crazy. Plus we got Jared, most likely got well, Jared Bernhardt back. Speculations, yeah. speculations. <laughs> We're hoping, not yeah. not totally confirmed yet. But we got Malik Mitchell. He's going to be hot off the record-breaking performance. Oh, yeah. His arm is going to be ready. We got Evan, who's going to be able to be a beast on the ground. I'm just ready, boys. I cannot wait. Right. I cannot wait to just see Grand Valley just disappointed, torn out of the top <laughs> ten of the D2 college football rankings. I cannot wait. Joe, I'm excited to see you at the game. Great. Can't like, wait. Honestly, I'm every- going to lose my voice. I'm going to lose my voice like second <laughs> half probably. Everything you said verbatim is like, it's going to be electric. I'm personally excited. First game I don't have to report. So like, I can finally be in complete fan mode. Joe, I'm going to, I talk. cannot wait to see you. I'm just going <laughs> to, I can't, <laughs> it's going to be fun. Like, I'm just going to say this real quick. Ferris, this is the first time I think I'm most I'm like 99% sure that a Ferris player hasn't gotten a Gliac player of the week only because it's been one of our bye weeks. Yeah. I think that too and plus That's like saying something right there and plus baby. a few inside sources I think Jared will be back but whoa whoa but, whoa, whoa, whoa speculation you know, only oh speculation God. only. No, just just saying I got I know a few he people. Broke up, the phone. Uh, I know uh, I know people him. too. I know but, who you're talking about. <laughs> Schefter's calling. Um, Schefter's calling. But he wants confirmation. We're just a few people that drop Woge bombs. No, I'm just kidding. But um no, I, I really think don't be shocked if we see all three Mitchell Cummings and um Jared plays. Yeah, I would uh, not be surprised if we if we run that because and one guy who I think is going to have a, a big game is Tyrese Hunt Thompson. A little yeah. biased because that's my boy. But we um, have him in class, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, we have him in class. He, he's also in my uh, 421 class. I think I think it's going to be electric. These guys are going to have a lot of power. And the main thing is we're getting healthy. Not just the guys we name, but other guys on defense and special teams. It's going to be electric. I really think I think Ferris is going to win this game by a couple scores. You know, not not going to, you know. I think, I think we'll probably win right. by t- I, I think, think we. Be, I think we'll go in there and really set the tone. Yeah. I, I think, think we're going to come out hot because this is. Yeah. I I know a lot of the players are going to be ready to just have. A, it's not. I don't even think it's going to be like. I don't even think that they're people are going to go in and going to be like, wow, this is definitely a Grand Valley home game because we're going to be. No, we're going to. I think it's going to be, be thirty-five twenty-one. Then we're going to run on the field. Yeah, oh, we, we storming. We storming the field. Make it our field. Storming Norman. Uh, no, dude, not we in Oklahoma, better, but yeah, storm. Yeah. It'll be pretty identical. When we win, we're storming the field. Yeah. It's definitely going to be Also, fun. by the way, just to mention this really quick, off topic, but did you notice? Did you hear that Texas A&M got fined for 
for storming the field against Bama. I know we're going to get to this in a minute, but that's ridiculous. Wait, was it at Bama, right? No, it was no, at Bama. It was at Kyle Field. For what? Exactly. That's my point. Anyway, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But just something to think about on the back burner. This game is going to be so hype. I have no idea uh. how to describe it. If you haven't gotten tickets yet, boy, I don't know if the, uh, you have a full chance to get them right now, but you might want to check I right snagged mine. Now. I snagged mine last week, but you got to... You gotta make. I don't know if they'll be here in like two or three days. Yeah, you're gonna have be to definitely like, sold literally out. right now. I, as you're listening to this podcast, don't worry. You can listen to it in the background. Go online to FerrisStableDocs.com. Go to the information on the football game and go to I, that. Well, there's a link in the website somewhere in one of the news packages that has the link to get the tickets online through Grand Valley's website. Only, Grab like four or five so your friends yeah, can go to. There is only like four sections of like the visitor side. I think it's like one ninety nine or one ninety eight, one ninety nine. 200 and 201 i got spot in 200 and that was like there was it was like three quarters the way full like two of the like 199 and 201 were already full and both 98 and 200 were just like had like a little bit left so i'm excited i'm expecting it just to be electric it's going to be a throwback to the 2018 game because that was electric too so many people were at that one i think this is going to be one for the ages to be honest i definitely think grand valley is going to come with i think we are you know they're coming off a 70 to 9 win against northwood and there were still 12 minutes in that game when they had 70 for the people who don't know personal but um i think this one's going to be great you know i think they're number seven or number nine but we're both five and oh we're number two this is also one of i think this is the second time ever that it's a top 10 showdown between us because this is no bias this is the best rivalry in d2 for football Paris oh, yeah, and for Grand sure. so like we've beaten them um, seven out of the last eight I think we have a chance to do it again but it's going to be fun and like is going to be crazy like the intensity I'm not sure how many lovers can fit I think it's like 17,000 at it's, Lover Stadium I think it's, uh, I, think it's more 10, I think it's more 10-12 10, 12, but they've okay. been able to fit I mean they got the lawn spot they have a they mm-hmm. have a pretty good area for yeah. students yeah, can, to be at it's a bigger capacity than the attendance like seat capacity is because of that lawn so yeah. there could be closer but they to have a they have a huge student section i am most like whenever i go to lubbers i've been to lubbers like six or seven times because my sister went there like back in the day and usually and i'm pretty sure it's the same thing because when i went to the 2018 game it was the same thing their student section is strong in the first half but then they just leave yeah most students you know i mean uh, that's most that's like uh, the same thing everywhere but like i mean i don't really think ferris is that way no for the past couple games we've been pretty strong pretty strong like especially davenport uh the homecoming game we had about five six thousand they stayed throughout the game obviously tap targets a little bit smaller than lovers but uh yeah they stayed pretty much throughout the whole game yeah I'm sorry. I heard you say target, and I was. Top, lo- did I say top target? No, Travis said top. Oh, oh target. I mean, I mean top target. No, I know what you said, <laughs> and I was. I was trying my best not to correct it, and I was starting to laugh. I apologize, Travis. Oh. That was not my. That no, was not me. You made a goof. You made a yeah. goof. But anyway, <laughs> get your tickets now. They might be sold out, but at least try because this game's going to be one of the most electric ones you're going to see in your college career. I can guarantee it on this point. Number two against. Number, or I think, are they still seven? I think they were seven last uh, week. Let me seven. pull it up real quick. I don't know the total, the total ranking, but two top ten teams top 10. in this bad rivalry. One of the greatest rivalries in Division Two. I we, think it's the greatest brand. You have to be modest. There's six think right that, now. It goes six? West Florida. Make it us, even better. Valdosta, Northwest Missouri, Colorado School of Mines, Grand Valley, Slippery Rock, Wingate, two Harding, versus six in Anchorbone. Come on. It's not as good as a 2v3. Last week was personal it's not as good too. as yeah. a 2v3 back in 2018, but it's still... Oh, yeah. You know why they kept starters in a, a lot of that game that's scoring the 70-9, to nine, right? They were sending a message. 
Because we, we only beat them because we, 61 to, what was it? 67 to 25. 67 to 25. If we kept starters in, we could have easily yeah. beat them. Yeah. No, they just wanted we to. We know the scoreboard. Uh, Bring it, JV. Yeah, we know Bring the it. scoreboard. It's we just that you guys are going to try. Try again. You guys can try, but Saturday. they're not going to have more Seven points o'clock. for us, though. I don't Parking know. They're destroying us scoring so I feel I would put my oh, entire no. Our defense is holding them, I think, to 20. I'd okay. say. I hope so. I hope that we Cindy win Ma- this Cindy McLeod is going to come in hot. I think I he's going to have an inter- INT on the yeah. day. Yeah. We're going to force a couple fumbles. Yeah. Maybe we'll see another Philly special. No, honestly, it's going to be 63 nothing. They're going to go for two at the end. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I really hope Sydney I just want to Take it to him. So bad. I know. Yeah. yeah, we have run over on this segment because we are so excited about this game, guys. We literally can't make this stuff up. So make sure that you can check out more on this game and the other Florida State Bulldog sports that we just covered at FerrisStateBulldogs.com. But speaking of football, moving over now into college football, um, the new top twenty-five is up. What a shake Look at what we got here, Joe. What do we got here for the new top twenty-five? Got okay. Get ready. Strap in. Here we go. Georgia at one. <laughs> what? Iowa at two. Okay. What? Cincinnati, the Bearcats, coming hot at number three. Did you say what? Boomer Sooner at four. Boo. Roll Tide at five. Okay. Should be lower. Uh, <laughs> oh, the yeah. Ohio State at six. Uh, Penn State at seven. Go Blue at eight. The Big O at nine. Oregon, that is. I'd say yes. that is. Uh, go Sparty at ten. Kentucky at 11. OSU, mm. Oklahoma State at 12. Mm. Uh Ole Miss running Rebels 13. Wow. Uh, That's Notre high. Dame Fighting Irish 14. Should be lower. Go Shunts. Coastal Carolina <laughs> at 15. Yeah, yeah. The Demon Deacons at 16. What? Uh, go okay, Hogs, joke. Arkansas at 17. Okay. Forks up, Arizona State at 18. Oh. BYU, any team, any time, any place at 19. Come on. Florida, okay. Gators, uh, what's their thing? Bite on or whatever Gators. it is. Uh, <laughs> go Swamp, number 20. Uh, Texas A&M, uh, 21. NC State, 22. SMU, uh, what is that? Southern Methodist, what is that? Southern Methodist, yes. Southern Methodist University, yeah. 23. San Diego State, 24. Horns up, Texas. UT Austin, 25. They should okay, barely, they should have won that game. Also, by the way, you know, could, they should be. I like the way be. how you said that, Joe. That, that could be like an intro. I, 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 don't, I don't know. That could have been like a, I said like strap in. I like that <laughs> energy. That was great. Yeah, that was no, good. I think definitely some notable ones. Uh, Oklahoma should not still be at four. Sorry. Should not. No, they should be uh-huh. lower. I'd say they should be like seven. seven. I think they should be behind Alabama at least. Because I agree. I would yeah. honestly say. Shout out to Spencer Rattler. <laughs> Oh yeah, that, I think America finally found out that he's not the quarterback messiah that everybody's been hyping up, and I really appreciate that because like that guy was just I'm like the stuff off the field sometimes just like that his arrogance kind of makes me sick. I I know like I shouldn't be like that, but like when he came out of the shout game, to Ka- just shout out to Caleb Williams. For and when I saw Caleb comeback. Williams come in, and like everything that they've went through with him, like it's just insane, and the fact of him pulling it out it just it was perfect for red river it really was it was just how it was gonna go and shout out to oklahoma for making it up but until their defense improves i don't know that's the one thing about oklahoma is they have not they have never had a championship caliber defense they've their offense has been able to put on 50 60 you know 70 against some teams better than bama they're not no tell me oklahoma's better than bama no never point case that's what i'm saying like they should definitely be lower that's all i'm saying (laughs) yeah because and this is the offense that's had kyler murray baker mayfield jalen hurts and the I just said Jalen Hurts. I know. I was oh. trying to say it at the same time as you. Oh, you're Jalen Hurts. I was a little bit off. I was Jaylen a little bit off. No, no, you're good. No, like, they've been amazing. So I think um, 
offensively, they're always deadly, but defensively, they've been a very, very liability. But, Joe, I did want to say something. I did hear you say Alabama should be lower than five. I'm not going to lie. I'm a Nick Saban fan, but they did lose to an unranked team, so I have to give you that. But I do think Bama, it was just one of those bumps in the road, but I do have to give Texas A&M credit. They I have were, to give them credit. I'm just saying, formerly if ranked, that was though. any, that's what I'm saying. They're for, Texas A&M was a formerly ranked team. They were ranked Thank you. in the top 25 at the start. Right. They're not ranked now. But what I'm saying is, if that was to happen to like Michigan or Michigan State, Michigan, Michigan State, if that happened to like Cincinnati or Iowa or even oh, Georgia, they dropped to six or seven right. easily. They'd be out of the playoff picture. They're just Definitely. keeping Alabama there just so that way Nick Saban can get another ring and get another raise next year or however much he's got to get it, just so he can get his bonus. That's the only. That's the one thing about it. Alabama's a good team. They're going to stay one of the powerhouses. They're probably not going to lose the rest of the year. But I'm just annoyed that just because it's Bama and just because of the namesake that they're keeping them there because I don't think that Alabama could beat Iowa, Iowa, Georgia, those top Ooh. teams up there. Okay, and, but they're just keeping okay. them in the playoff but, playoff okay. contention just for with, just because of the namesake. I agree with most of what you just said, but then about I think Bama can beat Iowa on them. But I do got to agree that they did lose to Texas A&M, and if it was Michigan, Michigan State, they might have taken us out the polling because they really Paul Feinberg and the rest of the guys are just biased towards you know. As, yeah, I, Paul I, Feinberg, I, I, I love him, but he's just he's just a little bit biased. But um, a little bit. Uh, you know, more more like, like a, lot, a little but, more, uh, little bit, but yeah, I'm a Nick ahead. Saban fan, but yeah, they should have been uh, rated lower because like some everybody gets humbled at some point. They got humbled. That's not a game yeah. I saw coming. Whoever it's going to be a turnaround. If you're on for them, FanDuel obviously. and you bet on Texas A&M, shout out to your bank account because you made a lot of money. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> so, didn't somebody make oh, a, yeah, oh, yeah, a the, three game bet uh, the, let me check. for half a mil to try to get to a mil, and one of them was Bama? Yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of people came oh, up big. Oh, that's yeah. oh do you realize what you just did yeah so like a don't, lot of people don't gamble you know, guys yeah it's not worth it but there also is a chance if you do gamble you can retire and uh stop doing the job that you might hate doing so Travis, that's a, we're not <laughs> endorsing no, no, I'm no, no i'm just kidding no, there's but, there's benefits yeah. and there's drawbacks for sure but, especially but like thing, that by to get back on topic one thing i do want to say brandon and joe i'm happy you guys brought this up for the first time since 1936 there's four big 10 teams in the top yes, 10 sir. and that is remarkable when michigan and michigan state play each other i'm praying they're both undefeated because that's going to be a Electric. Whoa. I believe that's going to be in the big house this year. Shiver. Uh, yeah, I think it's in Spartan, oh, actually. Oh, oh, oh Lansing? Okay, I think thank so. you. It's going to be electric, so I'm excited for that. Shout out to the Big Ten. We are the best conference currently in college football. You know, it was very uh, nice to see. Yeah, Kenneth Walker's been absolutely phenomenal. And I mean, they <sighs> they really put a pounding to Rutgers, which was good to see as we did not do that. Did and you we see also that one play? barely beat Nebraska. He shook his teammates' dap- hand. Yeah, went on halfway <laughs> down the field. Okay, that was a little bit like. Okay, what if he dropped the ball and then Rutgers would have fumbled or recovered so, the fumble and then would have won the game? I was surprised he didn't get called for taunting on that one. <laughs> yeah. That was, like, he, he that was, was so funny. He's like, wave. And then he just stuck out his hand and he's just like in stride and just shakes it. That was I just cool. Shout oh, out to it was cold. It was cold, but it was. Jalen Naylor had like 221 yards receiving. That's, That's the guy they've needed for a long time. For a long time. That's all I'm saying. But anyway. Though it's obviously Michigan, Michigan State winning, moving up in the rankings. Uh, some notable games to go over really quick before we get into our debate topic. Georgia beating Auburn 34-10. to Bo Nix is kind of now in the trash bin. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Penn State losing to Iowa 23-20. to Good game there from Petrus and the Hawkeyes. Uh, Oklahoma beating the getting the comeback over Texas 55 to 48 in a classic thanks to Caleb Thompson. Uh, Ohio State winning against Maryland. Expected. Uh, Michigan yeah. State beating Rutgers. Ole Miss, what a great game they had. Comeback beat 
Arkansas in an offensive shootout. Notre Dame barely squeaks out against Virginia Tech. I thought that one's going to be an upset. Uh, Kentucky beating LSU. Uh, SMU beating Navy. Wake Forest beating Syracuse. And then to top it all off, I believe there was the game on, um, I believe it was the, was it on Friday, Cincinnati won? Yes, Friday, Cincinnati won over Temple, which now boosts them to number three in the rankings. And then, of course, Texas A&M beating Alabama 41-38 to in a classic. They you know should be able to storm the field. You know what I love most yeah. about this Cincinnati team is <laughs> like they like have like the same schedule and like the same like outcomes for a lot of their games that like UCF did back when they were like fifteen mm-hmm. or something. They're like, we deserve UCF. to be it. Yeah. And like Cincinnati is actually number three and UC- they're playing UCF this weekend in the UCS. Uh, uh-huh. It's so I I don't know. I think it's just a funny thing because UCF basically like the same schedule. They beat like a Big Ten team like I think that one year that they were like ranked I think their highest was like what 15 or something like that but yep. people were like you don't play anybody and like Cincinnati oh, yeah. is the same <laughs> way but I think Cincinnati is way better than that was a year two when uh, I think Western won defeated a few years ago and they're like oh they didn't play anyone's so like yeah but then they didn't go play Wisconsin the and then you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah so it kind of makes sense but they rowed the boat rowed the boat PJ Fleck and now the boat's still stuck on Lake now, Michigan. Yeah, it's still stuck over in Minnesota <laughs> land of 10,000 yeah not quite oh there yet trust in the process though how do you wait? Sell How do you trust Joel the process of rowing? Tell Joel and beat. Just keep on rowing. I guess. They Ski still got a long ma. way to go. <laughs> Ski you ma, baby. Ski you ma. That's correct. Anyway, finally, it's time. Cue up the intro music. M- it is time. B- The MB3 is back, our debate series. We rank the top three in our established debate topic on the day. This is going to be a good one. I'm sure you've probably seen or will see our picks on Instagram, and you can agree with them or not, but make sure you follow us to make sure you can tell us why you agree and why you don't agree at the MBSP. Boys, it's time. We have the top three college football quarterbacks on deck for this year, this week's debate, and it's a doozy. There's a lot of great options, guys. There's a lot of great options. The question is, who's going to start? I got an idea. I'll get Google to pick a number one, two, oh, three. Here we go. Okay. Brrr, All right, Brandon, you choose a number. You know, I'll go less. Four. No, you got to play this game. I'm just right. You said four. I'm going to say two. I got three. All right, so I'm stuck with one. Brrr. Hold up a sec. Got to load it up. Aww. All right, one sec. Roll. Hmm. We got two. Oh, so Brand's first. So it's me? Oh, I would love to do the honors, but this one's the hardest decision for me, honestly. We got who's going second. To pick number three. This one's really tough because I have two choices that I really like, and I can only pick one. Um, just in the case of how the well he's led his team and really has proven himself, I mean, you can take away the Bama game. I'm going to go Matt Corral. He's been fantastic for Ole Miss this year. He's been 101 of 146, 69.2 completion percentage for over 1,500 yards, or just at 1,500 yards, excuse me. He's been great. I mean, his quarterback rating's above 184. That just shows you how great he's been. And I think like what he's been able to do for Ole Miss is really revitalize that program under Lane Kiffin. He's been the guy that really has led this team because they don't really have that many like playmakers on this offense, but he's been the guy 
that's really led them along the way. He's the guy that stepped up. He's kind of like what Zach Wilson did for BYU. He's been that electric guy that has been expected to show up and surely has expected to show up and certainly has shown up so far. So I think this game, or excuse me, I think this game coming up with Tennessee and LSU are going to be kind of tough tests. I mean, he showed himself against Arkansas. He was fantastic leading that game over Arkansas. And I mean, tough time against Bama. It's Bama, it's Bama obviously. Yeah. So like, there's really no no reason to like panic over that game. I think that was one of his kind of I wouldn't say his worst games. He was still 21 of 29, two two thirteen against Saban's defense. So that's really nothing to sleaze at because I mean it's hard to score on Bama as it is overall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess you're AM. But yeah. still, Corral's been great. Whoa, There's a reason he's stuff. up there in the Heisman Trophy consideration. Not not necessarily in the top three, but he's definitely up there and plenty of reasons why he should be in the top three in college football quarterbacks right now. That's why he is my number one selection or number three selection. Sorry. Right, rock, paper, scissors for who goes next, Travis. Ooh. Ready? Rock, on shoot. Paper, we'll go rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, All right, I guess I'm last pick. choice. I'm guessing All right, last Travis, choice. will your number three selection? I'm going to have to go with my boy, Bryce Young. I know I know they just lost to Texas a but I just love his game. I just think he's a great guy. I think this year he's coming into a program, obviously fresh off a of national title, and has won six you know, national titles you know, under um, Nick Saban. So I think um, he's going to play – a lot better. The first game against Miami, I really loved that game. You know, they were number 14 in the country at the time, Miami. Obama was number one. And he had a couple of TDs throws. But the thing most impressive to me about him is he doesn't throw a lot of picks. He doesn't turn over the ball. He plays, some people might say he's conservative. He doesn't always go for the big play, but he gets the job done. He reminds me kind of like a Tim Duncan type. It's not flashy, but <laughs> you know he's going to get the job done and be quiet and like give you kind of like a weird mean mug at the end of the game. But like he's good, so I got to go with Bryce Young. Yeah, that's a good selection. I think, like, you could definitely, like, I think, like, him and Matt Corral have been two of the best teams in the SEC and not turning the ball over. I believe none of our, both of them have limited interceptions so far. So, I mean, taking care of the ball, that's what your offense is for, right? Take care oh, yeah. of the ball and score. Joe, number three. Brandon, we're in the same boat. I'm also going to go with Matt Corral for my, uh, uh, my third pick, or I guess my number three pick right now. I mean, the zero interceptions, especially going up against Saban's defense uh, last week, and then being able to edge out the win against Arkansas uh, and being able to have, I mean, 1,400 yards. Kind of the middle of the road for, for the top quarterbacks right now, but he does have 12 interceptions, almost a 90 QBR. He's been able to really lead this Ole Miss defense, or Ole Miss defense, Ole Miss court. I can't even speak right now. <laughs> Ole Miss offense there you go. to a very good season, and I think he's got a lot more to come, especially for the games that he's got coming up. He's definitely going to be one of the leaders. He's going to keep on going with touchdowns. I think he's going to stay all right with, with the interceptions. He might throw one or two this upcoming season, but I don't think, don't think he's going to throw a lot where it's going to be too much of like a – like a worrisome factor, I think he's going to keep it pretty clean. His QBR is only going to go up from here, so i got to go with Matt Corral. That's a good pick. I like the great minds think alike. All right. In honor of the snake draft, going back in reverse. Reversing it. John, reversing it. I got Iowa's quarterback. Whoa. Spencer Petras. Oh, I got him. Okay. I like he's, it. He's a lower level, all right, and he has a little bit. He's not as good as on paper as Matt Corral, but I think just the way he leads the offense mm-hmm. and right. what he's been able to do. I mean, he's been there especially for he's been able to really turn this I been there for like the rebuild process. Iowa was middle of the road. They were a little bit better than average and he's just been there the whole way through. He's a junior this year. He's 
has a, about a 60 QBR, so not great, and he has two interceptions. But nonetheless, I think just the way he leads the team and his ability to be able to kind of get these guys behind him and really turn around and be able to play well. I mean, they played. he was able to lead them to a win against Penn State, played very well. I mean, two touchdowns, 195 yards against, you know, 3-4. Three, four. Penn, uh, Penn State was number four. They dropped down, and they were able to move up in the in the rankings. And I think he's going to be one of the main reasons why I was going to be a, a threat for the for the playoffs so far this year. And I think he's going to be just getting better the whole whole year round. Yeah, that's uh, that's a very good pick. I think like a lot of people are going to be overlooking him because he's not putting necessarily the stats on there, but he just led a, yeah. a, a, he's, yeah, he's a not good a, Hawkeye team beating Penn State, who's yeah. number four in the country at the time. Not a stat leader, but I think he's a team leader. Absolutely, is, what, is the big thing. But quarterbacks more than just stats. Travis, number two. I gotta go, with my man from Oklahoma, Spencer Rattler. What? I think you're. Are you actually? Yeah, is there something oh. wrong with that? You're actually going with Spencer Rattler. <laughs> yeah, is there something wrong with my Here pick? Here we go. I, I can't tell if you're being serious. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's my guy, man. This Let's, is perfect. Let me see your computer. <laughs> Here we yeah, go. That's my guy. You know, I like. I just him. Okay, okay. Explain. Explain. Let me explain. let me set the tone explain. right now for what's going on in the room. Travis is a Spencer Rattler fan. Joe is not a Spencer Rattler so, fan right now. So with this, yeah, this is you know, an interesting might, conversation. I, Travis, I go might, ahead. Uh, spark up some controversy. You know what I'm just saying. But um, no, I think uh, he's better than what his stats say. I know his QBR is only a 71.9. You know, he's thrown 10 interceptions, you know, five uh, picks, sadly. But he has potential to be better. Still early in the season. Oklahoma is still one of the top teams in the country. I believe they're number four, as Joe made it um, earlier. This guy has the tools to be great. I think, you know, when I look at Spencer Rattler, I see a little bit of myself. No, I'm just kidding. But um, oh my gosh, <laughs> I think uh, I think he's a great player, and I think he's he's one of those guys that are better than his numbers show. And you're going to see that more down the line as they play tougher teams. But he has a lot left in the tank, and I think uh, he's going to surprise you, Joe. I think he has something special. I don't think he will. I don't think he will. He's lower than middle of the road with yards so far. I mean, he does have more than Spencer Petrus does right now. I'll give you that. But you have five interceptions, and you come out of co- at a high school. Being one of the top-ranked dual threats and one, basically the favorite to win the Heisman, and then you come out with an abysmal start to the year. Yeah, your team might be ranked number four, but that's just because of the name Oklahoma. They should be obviously lower. Their defense is garbage. It's only the offense has been able to hold them. I'm surprised the offense has been able to hold them in any way since he has five interceptions so far. As a quarterback that has this much hype and he has that much ability. I already knew from high school when I saw QB1 that he was not going to be a good college quarterback. He has a terrible attitude. I don't he's not a good team leader, I don't think. He doesn't do well with criticism and when it, your backup comes in and is able to save the game, I don't think he's going to have the starting job for much longer. I think he's going to keep the starting job for the rest no of the chance. season. And I no think chance. he's going to be one of the top draft no picks chance. When he, whenever he decides to go to the NFL no draft. And, Joe, this is why I'm going to tell you, I cannot believe what you just said. No, I'm just playing. You made us some pretty good points. But the thing is, Spencer Rattler, we you, we got to believe in second chances, Joe. I think the fact he's been able to get along this far, he's going to look at the tape and be like, you know, all right, obviously the defense and the backup QB saved me, but now it's going to be time for him to take over. I think, you know, he has an if it he factor. Doesn't, if he doesn't. If the fire is not lit under him right now, if it he is. doesn't think the fire is lit under him and his job is in jeopardy right now, then he has to just think over because he if he has another start and if he throws a couple more interceptions, just one in the next one, I think he's going to get pulled and he's going to have to say goodbye and he's going to be riding the riding the pine for for the rest of the season. I think I think he's going to turn it around. He has something very special, I believe, in store these next few uh, next few games, Joe. And you know what? He's lucky he's a I sophomore. Think, I, he's I, I think, I'll say this. I, he's lucky he's Joe, a sophomore. Are you questioning his career choice? Do you think he should not do football? Do you think he should be a car salesman or something? 
I mean, he gets two free brand new cars anyways from the NIL deal. So you know, you know, he even if he gets kicked off the team, he's gonna be riding in style anyways. Doesn't even matter. I don't know. I just don't like his attitude, and I don't like his on-field, like, yeah, on-field attitude. I just think Absolutely. he thinks he's too too hot, and he's too. He's, he thinks he's better than he actually is. When he really, I'm glad that he played this bad because he's gonna really have to like look at himself in the mirror and say, I gotta do better. I gotta pick it up because five interceptions as I go into a season where I'm the Heisman favorite and I'm basically the hope for Oklahoma to get a national championship this year, and you play that bad. I just don't know, man. I just don't know. He's not good. Not yeah. good. Garbage. Uh, all right. He's not garbage. Are you trying to compare him to like Sam Darnold or something of that nature? He's a, oh, boy. Sam Darnold is a trash can <laughs> that carries the garbage. Oh, boy. I Carolina Panthers. Believe. He turned the team around. He, he Straight has, up. He has. I mean, you know, he's played a lot better this year. I got to give Sam Darnold that. But Spencer, I think he's going to play better. I think this is um, a time. A lot of times when you have a lot of expectations and you don't fulfill them, it is a time where you get everybody needs I'll to get humble. I'll give you that. Yeah, he had but high I think, expectations. I do and think he it's will, tough uh, to meet that. Turn, turn around. And plus, it's like everybody's watching. It's like you just made a good point. It's like if you throw one interception, it's like. Well, but people have it? been watching him since high school, though. That's the I thing. Know, but no, he's going to. He, I'm telling you, he's going to. He's one of these people that, you know, comes up to the spotlight. He's going to. He has something special for he's you, He's been Joe. on the big stage for so long. He's and he's choking he, he's, now, he's and I don't think he knows how But he's still on the big stage. True, true. I think he has a lot of time for improvement, and you know, still plenty of season left. But then you know? that's a, but then you also said that he's going to go to the league when he decides to. If he's playing this bad with this much attention, oh, he's gonna what's he going to do? But what is he going to do in the NFL when he has even but more? You also got to think. There's a lot of guys who win Heisman's in college that are terrible in the NFL. A lot of people don't. Yeah, even Yeah, I get that. But I'm NFL. saying, if he keeps up this performance, he's going to kiss the NFL goodbye. He's not going to be in the NFL. I think it will still make that. There's not like I don't know how many guys are drafted. He's going to end up like a Jake Fromm. Rose. He's going to be like a Jake, Jake Fromm. I think he can end up like a Tom Brady. No, oh I'm just my gosh! No, I'm just yeah, he's yeah, only yeah, Five <laughs> years probably he's going to be playing in the NFL. No, it's funny. Jake Rattler would probably just be like a uh, Ryan Leaf or something. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness, guys! You have no idea how much I just enjoyed that, and I hope you did too. That was no <laughs> I joke. Joe. I thought somebody was going to come in and literally say, "Hey, keep it down hey, right keep here." Keep it down. We're trying just, to work over here. Oh my goodness! We just probably woke up 15 people sleeping in their office, but it was great. It was well worth it. That was a very interesting selection, and I'm glad. I'm so glad we brought. I this honestly the thought you. Were joking. Oh, I so thought great. you were joking when you said Spencer Rattler at first. I was like, what do you mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, Brandon, you go. You go Well, ahead. I guess I got to make a number two selection. Uh, I mean, obviously, you got to save the Heisman Trophy leading candidate for number one. No, heck no, you don't. Bryce Young's number two in my book, and here's why. Alabama's been a great team. I think that he definitely has the best position to succeed as far oh, as, as this football team. But I think there's a guy ahead of him, and I'll get into it in a minute, that has a little bit better, um, I mean, he has better stats. He does have a little bit of a better, the thing with Bryce Young so far that is not, like noticed, and I know a lot of people have other noticed it, is like he has an arm, but it's kind of like he's, I don't know if he's like full in control of his arm. I mean, obviously that's kind of like dramatic to say it like that, but he's had a lot of times where he's overthrown guys. I mean, he has a sub 70 completion percentage when like there was a lot of times I know, especially in the Miami game early on in the season, like he overthrew a lot of guys and I know him that's going to get fixed. Obviously time with his receivers, obviously he didn't get as much time to work in with his receivers with Mac guys like Mac Jones there. Understandable. But I think, I think overall, I think there's a reason why he's number one in the Heisman trophy candidate and he's going to get back. I think this game might, I think definitely this last game, um, it was definitely a big factor in why he's number two in my, 
my book. He's been number one in my book for a while now, um, since the start of the season. But I think this last week kind of exposed him a little bit. He's got a couple flaws as far as that. But, I mean, still a great quarterback and number two. Oh, yeah. And for Al, I mean, I think the, the hardest part is, like, understanding, like, he's a quarterback at Alabama. And that means he's going to be in the top three as far as quarterbacks yeah. are concerned instantly. And that's kind of hard to just be like, yeah. But, I mean, he still put it together. 20 TDs, three interceptions. I mean, he's he's been fantastic. I think his offensive line needs to do just a little bit better. And I think that will, that definitely will help. Because I think him being sacked 13 times has not made his life easier in the pocket so far. That was my first pick, Brandon. That was. He was the number three. Yeah. That means that I get the joy of rounding out to the number one spot. And this one hurts. This one really hurts. I, my number one selection, Sam Howell. No, just kidding. He's not in the top five. Um, Spencer Rat. No, I'm just kidding. I'm starting that fire again. Stop teasing my me. My number one pick right now, it sucks. It's C.J. Stroud. It really is. He's been fantastic so far. He's been the guy that's led this Ohio State team. And I mean, I've, I mean, no, I know we lost a game to Oregon. That Oregon team is good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, him I mean, the ranks. So the Tulsa game, you scratch out because he got injured in that game. He's 406 yards, 330 yards, 484 yards, 294 yards, and an average completion percentage over 67. And his ability to make plays and hit his receivers, I think, has made him a better quarterback. I mean, if you compare him and Bryce Young, I think it's very comparable. But let's just face it, his Ohio State receiving core and Chris Olave, Wilson, I think that crew just makes his life so much easier, and he's really taken advantage of it. A 226 quarterback rating against Maryland, 406 passing yards, five touchdowns now, and he's had 18 on the season. He's been absolutely fantastic, and really, I'm really scared to play him as a Michigan fan. I think he's got a lot of tools that can really give us some trouble. And, but right now, I think he's the most efficient quarterback in college football, and I think right now he has the biggest upside as a playmaker. Um, and I think that's why he makes it number one on my list, unfortunately. I also like Malik Willis. I'll put him on the list this time. I'm not about mention as well. He was would have been my number. He would probably be number four or number five in my book behind Matt Corral. So that's my top three. Travis, you're number one. All right, this is this is a tough one for me, but I'm going to have to go – uh, you know, I'm a state fan, but I got to go with U of M. I got to go with uh, McCarthy. I think he's been uh, very, very. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what? I think this is a joke. I really think this is a joke. I really think this is a joke. Are you joking right what, now? What's wrong? I think he's been, you know, pretty good. You know, the team is, you know. McCarthy is the best? You know, I, I think he's one He's one of the guys who's, like, surprised me so far. This Do you year. like McNamara more or McCarthy? Let's start there. I like McCarthy a little bit more. Okay. He hasn't played that much, though. I don't know how he fits in your number one, but go ahead, explain. He, he's. <laughs> I no, think no, he's. No. I really think Travis is trolling right now. No, I no, really no, think he is. No, no, honestly, no, honestly, I'm just. Uh, I was just trolling. But honestly, oh, <laughs> come on, say, dude. So mean. Come, come back to me. I gotta um choose my last guy because oh I was gonna what? pick. Well, I was gonna pick Matt uh Carell from uh, Old Miss. Pick him. You can. I can you oh, can. you already had picked him. Oh, I did. So I picked no, him you, too. You, so you can, can pick him. Okay. Yeah, okay. those rows are out the window. So Matt Carell's yeah, your like, number one. Okay. I really yeah. like him. That because makes me feel better. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 was just trolling. Like, I was like, you are mental right now, Travis. Second, this is definitely trolling. No, I was just trolling for ratings. But no, I like what he's been doing, Matt, in Old Miss, just because like the Alabama game showed me a lot. Even though that's a game that they lost, he he's able to keep his composure under pressure. And obviously, the Arkansas game this past weekend, he played very, very good. And he's just been a guy who I think is going to be 
I think he's an NFL talent. I think he's going to be a guy who can be very good in the league. And Old Miss is a very, very good team. I think they're one of the most underrated teams in the SEC. I think they're actually a top four team in the SEC with Bama and Georgia, and maybe if you want to say Florida too. But um, he's a really, really good guy, and I think he should get more love in the um, Heisman race. I think this is somebody who's going to put up more and more numbers. He's a guy who's capable of getting three touchdowns and 300 passing yards and no um, interceptions and doing that consistently week from week. So that's why he's uh, my last one. That's a good pick. Respect. Respect. And to finally wrap it up, Joe, your number one selection. Got my guy out of Cincinnati. What? The Bearcats quarterback, Desmond oh, Ritter. Oh, baby. <laughs> he's my guy. He does it. He's, like I said, again, middle of the road for the QBR. I think, yeah, 73.7. His yards are about 1,300. Only two interceptions. Got about 12 TDs, so it's kind of farther up there on the list. But what he's been able to do with leading the offense when it's going into away stadiums is just insane. Going into IU, a tough territory to play at, 38-24 W. Then going, or sorry, playing at IU, and then the week before going to Notre Dame, beating them 24-13. Number nine ranked Notre Dame, mind you, 24-13. That's a hostile environment as well down in South Bend. Yes, South Bend? Ben Harbor? Which one is it? South Bend. South Bend. Yeah. For some reason, I thought Ben Harbor, but Ben Harbor's in Michigan. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. But still being able to go there and then get the job done. And then every time they're at home, they've been able to put up 40, 50 points. I mean, against their first game against Temple, 52-3. to Murray State, 42-7. 49-14 against Miami of Ohio. Yeah, those teams aren't the best, but what you're expected of is blowing them out, and that's what they have been able to do. That defense picking up, but Desmond Ritter, I think, is going to be one of the guys who's going to be insanely well in the league when he gets there because he's going to he's putting on a very good show right now. He's been I think Cincinnati's going to be able to keep up with this playoff or making it into the playoffs and with his performance that they've been able to have. And I think Desmond Ritter is going to be very solid for the next weeks to come at the quarterback position. So mm-hmm. he's going to be my best. He's the best in the whole the whole business. You love Cincinnati, and I love. The I don't fact even you love, love Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I just like Desmond Ritter. He was. <laughs> He played well when they got when there was the conversation about what if they should be in the playoffs and they were I think were like eight I think was it last year or two years ago somewhere around there something mm-hmm. like that he was a quarterback then he's a senior this year he has so much to offer when it comes to being able to lead the team and being able to be a leader I just he's just making a huge case for it. he's got a great build for the for the NFL six four two fifteen he's just a he's just a beast he's just dominant <laughs> I think he's put him in a situation where he's got to come out with a big win a hostile environment he's going to be able to get it done he's going to be able to lead that offense to get more points than the other one yeah that's a great those are all great picks and I hope you guys enjoyed our picks and I hope you enjoyed the NBA the MB3 coming back I mean I know we sure enjoyed it oh yeah right boys <laughs> Spencer <laughs> Rattler <laughs> hey man hey, this is, this hey, is man. hey respect the pick respect the pick we here all had fun. different picks here for fun, here for that's fun. what I like we all had at least one different player from one another and it wasn't just like well, a cy- different is, cycle of the three. That's Bryce what really Young is matters. my favorite, though. Just wanted to put that out there. I just love him. Yeah. Oh. Respect, respect. Okay. You're not trolling. Bryce Young's good. I'll agree with that. I was doing some trolling again. earlier. Bryce Young makes like my top five. Yeah, yeah, we, I think. We heard you're a Bama fan. I just like to see feel about that. I just like to see the state guy, though. That's what. That's what your also, true team. Because Nick yeah. Saban also he wasn't the greatest coach at Michigan State, but true. Who was coach there? Kind of fair. Makes sense. But anyway. Thank you guys for tuning into this great episode. Make sure you hit the follow and subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, podcast. What is it? Castbox. <laughs> Castbox. Apple yeah. Podcast. Anchor. Anchor. Radio Public. Radio Public. Uh, 
A couple more that I'm not even under. I don't even know where we're at. Exactly. But, but you know what they are. And you listen to them. And let us know if you listen to them on them. But you got to follow us on social media first, right, That's Joe? That's for sure. That's what we just mentioned once again. Constant <laughs> plugging. Shameless plugs. And continues. But anyway, Brandon, Travis, Joe, Thank you. we'll see you later. Take care, everybody.